This episode is brought to you by DistroKid. Hey everybody, Chris Fafali is here. Every once in a while, I like to release an episode of The After Party in the main Chris to Makes a Podcast feed, just to give everyone a little taste of what The After Party Podcast is all about. If you're a member of our supporting cast, first of all, thank you. And second of all, you may have already heard this episode back in November of 2021. I thought this episode was totally appropriate to release during our month of reflecting back on songs written by artists that are no longer with us, because I think this was what sparked the idea in general. Chris and I take a look back at Prince's I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man, and could we have done a more well-known Prince song? Sure, we could have done Purple Rain, or Kiss, or 1999, or Let's Go Crazy, or even The Bat Dance, but we went with my personal favorite because it's the after party and we do what we want in the after party. So, before I roll this episode, let me remind you, dear listener, that if you join the Krista Makes a Podcast supporting cast, you instantly get access to a gigantic back catalog of fun and entertaining after party episodes, as well as a new episode of the after party each week. All you got to do is head over to KristaMakes.com and for less than the price of one fancy coffee drink at Starbucks each month, you'll get a ton of entertainment and allow us to continue making Krista Makes a Podcast. So yeah, that's ChrisDemakes.com. At least check it out. And obviously, these after-party episodes are all ad-free, even though you're going to get an ad break halfway through this one today. Okay, I'll stop talking, and I'll let you get to hearing me talk with Chris. Without any further ado, here you go. From November of 2021, the after-party episode titled, I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. Welcome to the after-party ready set. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another after party. And something was brought to my attention probably, I don't know, five, six months ago. Chris had suggested that we break down a song from an artist that is no longer with us. And I thought it was a great idea at the time. And one thing led to another. And here we are six months later. But we're going to do just that. And unfortunately, these artists uh, will never be on the show um, <laughs> because they're they're no longer with us. But... The cool thing is, is that, uh, you know, most of these artists have a plethora of songs that we could dive into. We don't just have to do one song from them. And uh, Chris suggested Prince. Yeah, man. And still to this day, I can't believe Prince is dead. Like, I saw him on the show New Girl. Like, he'd made a special appearance on, like, the episode that aired the same day as the Super Bowl. And I'm talking, like, less than 10 years ago, probably. And he still looked like a young man. You know, like I thought, and I never got to see Prince in my life, and I thought I would get so many chances to go to a Prince concert, and then he was just gone. Yeah, I, I feel the, the same way uh, about Prince and other artists. Uh, uh, Tom Petty was one I had never seen. I, I was, oh, he'll, he'll be around again, and right. ne- next thing you know, they're gone. And it's uh, totally unfortunate. I don't know if we ever would have landed uh, Prince for the podcast. Right, yeah, <laughs> but, true. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, that, that's here and over there. We're, we're able to celebrate uh, the man's legacy in his life, and 
Um, man, there's just there's just so much with him. He was, you know, Chris, you were a, a real young boy when when he came on the scene. But uh, I saw his 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 you know shot the superstardom. It was it was pretty incredible. Um, of course, uh, 1999, Little Red Corvette were MTV staples and and radio staples. I heard them growing up, and then of course uh, everything exploded through the stratosphere with Purple Rain. It was it was nuts. It was guitar-driven dance pop. It was uh, he was he was in his own world. It was it was just he was a he was a phenomenon. It was it was it was it was amazing. But then he lost me after that because I loved the guitar hard rock aspect of it. I was a hard rock kid. I was starting to get into metal and thrash metal and later punk rock. And uh, he kind of lost me. It wasn't until later in life that I discovered the true genius that Prince is. Yeah. I mean, what, what, did he lose you at the bat dance or something? <laughs> and no, it was before that. You know, when he came out with uh, Raspberry Beret, oh. uh, the record after, it was just more, it was more funk. It was more soul. It was more dance. It wasn't as guitar driven. Right. And and uh, to me, it was kind of like at that age, I was only 11 years old. I was like, oh, he's a has-been. He had the big album and now it's just, wow. you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't, it was not my thing. Wasn't into him till probably, again, till my late 20s, maybe even early 30s when I just discovered, wow, this this guy is just, you know, and I miss so many, I miss, I miss so much great material. Yeah, I mean, I think Raspberry Beret was actually the first Prince song that I liked. And I remember... I still love it to this day, but with the new power generation, he had that song, Get Off. <laughs> it's like this yeah. dirty, like, sex song. <laughs> it's just, it's awesome. And I, you know, Prince is such a multi-talented dude. I mean, songwriter, producer, guitarist, dancer, just celebrity in general, you know? He just came at you in so many different ways. It's almost like the dude created his entire world. He brought other people up you know what i mean and like it, he's a phenomenon unlike anything else i'd ever seen and he was so prolific he wrote for so many yeah. other artists uh sheila e the bangles uh sinead o'connor so on and so forth so many artists just so influential as you said uh just multi-instrumentalist uh produced all his own stuff yeah didn't take any crap from the record labels at some point change his name to a symbol because <laughs> yeah. he because he had had enough right you know so <laughs> and you know you could look at it and say oh the guy's egotistical he's just that nice no, prince you know you could you can do that when you have that uh you know that, that that kind of balls in the game right i mean exactly like you said it chris like this guy could be as egotistical as he wants to be he's prince dude i i know we've probably talked about this before but the rave when you play at the rave uh i guess mm -hmm. Prince used to own that club, I believe. Is that right? Well, he actually, uh, no, he owned uh, the Raves in Milwaukee. You're thinking of First Avenue in Minneapolis, oh, oh, Minnesota. Okay, that's the one. My bad. Yeah. No, but, but, right church, wrong pew. Okay, yeah. But I, I heard the story from the people working there that he had a big, like, throne that he sat on that was like center balcony <laughs> you know to like watch the shows and I just always thought man if I was Prince I would absolutely do that just have this big awesome chair where it was directly center of uh, you know of the balcony to watch the music I think I thought that was so cool but uh, yeah and, and nobody else is allowed to sit in that chair that's his damn chair absolutely you know? man absolutely well it, it was interesting you know Chris had, had you know we we you know, looked at a bunch of different songs. There were suggestions floating around, obviously, the mega, mega hits that this man has. But we kind of went a little left to center here. Chris uh, went ahead and, and we, we picked a song. Uh, it's, it's either, 
I'll never take the place of your man or just never take the place of your man. I've seen it both ways. I thought it was, I could never take the place of your man. Now, now you got me Googling. Now, I, I think it's, I think it's, I could never take the place of your man. Okay. Well, which brings you to my next, uh, uh, my next thing, which is the first time I heard this song, it was titled Never Take the Place of Your Man. Oh. And it was on a record by the Goo Goo Dolls. They covered the song in 1990. That's right. I remember when I had heard the Goo Goo Dolls version, I'm like, why does this sound so familiar? And and Vinny had actually turned me on to Goo Goo Dolls. And Vinny Fiorello, former Less Than Jake drummer, had said, you know, check out this band. And I, I heard this song, I'm like, what's going on here? And neither Robbie nor Johnny from Goo Goo Dolls sang the song. There was a uh, R&B uh, funk singer named the, they named him the incredible Lance Diamond uh, out of Buffalo, New York. Uh, he passed away in, in 2015 I, I found that out earlier but uh, he sang on their version but uh it, it wasn't too long after that I realized oh this is a Prince song and I had heard it this was the fourth single from the sign of the times record mm-hmm. but it wasn't a smash it wasn't a big it wasn't a big hit no and Chris that's so funny you bring that up about the song title because you told me about the Goo Goo Dolls cover with with this guy singing it and I was like looking for it on Apple Music I'm like I can't find it I had to YouTube it then I saw exactly what you said the song is called I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man, but if you're looking for the Goo Goo Dolls version, it is just called Never Take the Place of Your Man. I don't know why that is. Right. Well, the other thing, Chris, that I knew, I knew this was an old song. I had heard, I don't know where I heard that from, and Paisley Park Recordings, Prince's Estate in 2020, released the original version. Yeah. So when I printed out the lyrics earlier and I'm researching the song, the lyrics are all wrong. <laughs> well, I had to go back and listen to the 1979 version, a full eight years before. Did you hear that version as well? Dude, yes, and... I wanted to bring that up too. There are so many different versions of this song. Like I was always under the impression that this was like late seventies Prince, but the version that I know and love is from the 1987 album sign of the times. Me too. And, and you know, these are the only two versions by Prince, the 79 version, the 87, 87 versions, a little more, a little more rocking. Uh, there's other uh, covers that have been done of this besides Goo Goo Dolls. I know Jordan Knight from new kids yep. on the block cut this in 1999. Yep. So the song's definitely gotten around. The 1979 version is three minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, the 87 version from Sign of the Times is three minutes and 41 seconds. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to jump in if you are. Yeah, and I want to say, first of all, we're, we're going to talk about the 1987 version. We're going to talk sure. about the version... Because then there's another version that's like an extended six-minute version. Yes. And and <laughs> the, all that extra, I guess they call it a coda, it's just like a very extended outro is the most unnecessary thing I've ever heard in my life. It, it is. At first, Chris, I thought it was a dance remix that was really popular in the 80s and early 90s. They do extended, you know, like, you know, 12-minute 12, 12 remixes so they keep people on the dance floor type thing. But that's not what it is. It's uh, completely useless. I agree with you. Dude, it is not 
even like good. It's like they had a jam <laughs> session where no one really knew what they were going to do, but left it on the recording. It's so weird. Uh, that's not yeah. what we're talking about. And the 1979 version, which sounds kind of like a demo, I don't think it was, I was looking so hard. I don't even think it was ever even released on anything. No, they, like I said, his estate released it uh, to the public in, in 2020, uh, four years after Prince had passed. Right. And I think it was just uh, something that was in the vaults, whether it was considered a demo or not, I, I, I don't know, but it sounds far removed <coughs> down to the lyrics uh i'm gonna when we get to the lyrics i'll uh i'll read the 1979 lyrics as well i made notes here so uh and we, we and we can talk about that yeah and the 1979 version in my notes i said it's ridiculous sounding it's way more stripped down and it's almost as if john mellencamp was playing the song Something about it was early melon campish to me. <laughs> yeah, everything about it from a production value screams seventies. It just and it's just not as rocking. It's just not. It's not the premiere version, and I'm I'm glad we're breaking down the '87 version. Me, me Again, too. the song is. Th- Three minutes and 41 seconds. Uh, and it starts off for the first 12 seconds of the song just with that hook, man, that keyboard hook. It's just so catchy. Got the hand claps in there. Dude, and the hand claps, what I think is funny about them. It sounds like one person, maybe two max. Because when I think of hand claps, I think of like anytime I've done them in a studio, there's a bunch of us doing it together. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's either one or at the most two people doing the hand clap. Well, and there was, uh, they could be real hand claps, but they almost sound like the Lynn drum machine that was really popular in the 80s. It was used on everything from prince to thriller to to def leopard records and and this drum machine had hand claps on it oh. so uh i i couldn't i couldn't really tell but yeah i agree it doesn't sound like it's a it's a ton of people and that guitar slash synth lead i believe it's a guitar lead that has an oct like the higher octave on the synth is that what i'm hearing i think so you know this is around the time too 86 87 the uh, the guitar synths were coming in oh. and basically they were they were synthesizer guitars it was built into the guitars and uh judas priest was using them and and i talk about that later in my notes there's a part in the song where i, I kind of wonder if, if if i'm hearing that there but at the top yeah i think it's guitar and i, and I think it's keyboards and i think it's just mixed re- really uh, really well yeah and something about this song that i i want to talk about right from the start here this song always sounded like a big party to me and it sounded kind of elaborate in certain ways. This is the most simple pop song ever. Like this is as simple as it gets. It has a lot of cool things that build along the way, but this is basically three chords. This is basically a three chord song. It's a three quarter at two minutes and 45 seconds, right? Uh, Two minutes and 43 seconds. Excuse me. The last almost minute to three forty one is a guitar solo Mm -hmm. that, 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 that goes on, which is, which is interesting, but, but it's a really stripped down song. The lyric is really simple. Yeah. You know, uh, there, there could have been a ton of artists that sang this lyric and it wouldn't have worked. It's Prince's delivery. It's how he, sings it with the soul it's funky it's you know where he puts the little un- 
grunts and the grunts and the mm's yeah. and, and those kinds of things. That that's what makes the because these lyrics are pretty. How do I say it? They're uh, they're pretty basic, rudimentary lyrics. They're not they're not they're not that crazy. It just kind of tells a little story, but it's Prince's delivery that sells it. Uh, verse one begins at the thirteen second mark. Last June, when her old man ran away, she couldn't stop crying because she knew he was gone to stay. I always thought she couldn't stop crying because she knew he was going to stay. I could never figure that out. That was from the Goo Goo Dolls version, but it makes sense. That's a pretty cool lyric because she knew he was gone to stay. Right. On the original ver- uh, version, 79, it says, it was 1035 on a lonely Friday night. For this version, you dropped the it was. So it's just 1035 on a lonely Friday night. She was standing by the fire. Mm, she was looking all right. Yeah. That line, she was standing by the fire, was not there in 79. That line was, that's when I first saw her. She was looking all right. And uh, I like she was standing by the fire better. Some more imagery there. Better imagery. Yeah, for sure. And Chris, one thing before we get into the story of this song... I nowhere online could find who is playing on this song, so I have to assume the prince is playing everything here. You know, I I would have to agree with you unless, you know, there's a lot of studio musicians that were uncredited. They yeah. were paid to be uncredited. <laughs> Here's 300 bucks. Don't tell anybody you played in the record. That was a big thing. That still goes on today. Uh, ghost musicians, knowing how proficient uh, Prince was as a musician. It wouldn't surprise me if he played everything on this track. Right. I know he produced it and everything, but, uh, oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. So basically the story in this song was that we assume Prince, the first person, the narrator of this story sees this woman who is upset because her man has left. That's basically what we're getting at here. Right. I think so. Unless he's referring to himself. Uh, Ooh. You know, in kind of the third person, it was only last June when her old man ran away. She couldn't stop crying. I, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, it, it could be either way. And and, and he's not here to tell us. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> and that's the beauty of lyrics we always talk about on the show. You know, you can you can interpret them any way. This to me is is he's telling a story of someone else. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, but we'll be back with the second half of the sneak preview of the after party. Looking to elevate your music career? DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that enables musicians to distribute their music to online stores and streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Tidal, and many more. DistroKid collects earnings and payments sending them to you, the artist. With DistroKid, artists unlock a world of possibilities. From easily paying collaborators with splits to securing your music with DistroLock, DistroKid covers all bases. Plus, you can promote your releases with HyperFollow and create eye-catching visuals with a Spotify Canvas generator, all for free. But that's not all. Introducing the DistroKid app, now available on iOS and Android. Artists can manage their releases. 
view streaming stats, and withdraw earnings, all from the palm of their hand. And for those looking to perfect their sound, check out Mixia. With its simple interface and customizable mastering options, artists can make their music sound polished and professional within minutes. And don't forget about Instant Share, DistroKid's newest feature. Share large files securely with collaborators, producers, and more, ensuring your music streams at the highest quality. Ready to take your music to the next level? Download the DistroKid app and explore their suite of tools today. Plus, listeners can enjoy 30% off their first year by visiting distrokid.com slash VIP slash Demakes. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash Demakes. And now, back to the after party. Hey, in this first verse, one thing I noticed, Chris, the bass line sticks out to me every time. At the end of every progression, it goes high, and you hear that bass lick. Dude, that really sticks out. Like, otherwise, the bass is kind of just there, but you hear that at the end of every line. Also, this first verse, no harmonies. No, there, there, there is no harmonies here. That's a, that's a good point. And you know... Uh, what's amazing about these old funk, soul, and dance tracks, you go back even the Motown stuff, the, and we've talked about this before, the bass in this song is kind of its own song. You know, it, beneath all the other layers, the bass is just kind of doing its own thing. It's it, it, it's awesome. But uh, yeah, no harmonies here. Uh, at the 39 second mark, we get into pre-chorus number one. And this is where the harmonies happen. There are these low harmonies that Prince is doing. We're not getting any female vocals uh, yet. I asked if she wanted to dance, and she said that all she wanted was a good man and wanted to know if I thought I was qualified. Yeah. I also wrote here, Chris, that there's like some low growly keys, a guitar, or or possibly that guitar synth I'm hearing here behind this this part. It's so cool. This is where the heavier guitar strums come in for the first yeah, time, it's, right? I asked if she wanted to dance, and she right. said that all she wanted was a get. Yeah, that's the pre-chorus. Yeah, okay, right. And, and the drums go to like the tom pattern because they've been real straightforward yes. before that. Yes. And then this is where the harmonies come in. And it does sound like Prince is doing his own harmonies. And I almost wondered, Chris, there are female vocals in this song. But with Prince, I feel like he's done this thing. And on a song, another song on this same album, a song called If I Was Your Girlfriend. Do you know that song? Yeah, I do know that track. And I, you know what? In my notes here, I put female vocals question mark i don't know if that's not prince right that's what i'm saying man is like i'm going crazy being like who's playing on this song who are these females singing on this song is this one of the prince's female protégés that he brought up but then i'm like dan this could very well just be prince well and there was tricks too to speed up vocals yeah. and into pit into pitch shifts uh, stuff it wasn't done in computers like pro tools but you could do it analog back in the day where you'd pitch up vocals and it, it would it would sound like a female vocal so i'm calling it female vocals we don't know it it, it, it could it could be prince there but uh this pre-chorus number one 
And she said that all she wanted was a good man and wanted to know if I thought I was qualified. Yeah, that part is sounds like a lower harmony. It definitely sounds like Prince uh, is there. And uh, after that part, we're into we're into chorus number one. What a melody that baby don't waste your time so good and there's now all of a sudden there are lots of vocals like we said it sounds like there's female vocals harmonizing we don't know could be prince <laughs> uh the the synth slash guitar lead comes back in for the first two times through the chorus yep. but then the back half of the chorus is back to more stripped down than what's to come in the future. It kind of goes back to the single vocal in the back half. So yeah, the chorus lyric is, and I said, baby, don't waste your time. I know what's on your mind. Yeah, I may be qualified for a one night stand, but I could never take the place of your man. And there's a, there's a, oh yeah, there. And you know, there's harmonies all throughout here. I love the first line, Chris, on the waste your time. On the time, again, is it Prince or a female vocal? But there's this kind of floating vocal that says time after that. Such a hook. So good. And I think, yeah, that, you know, literally is probably what hooked me about this song minus i mean that lead is is so huge too but there's something about that line man that it's just it's always in my head this song has been on every playlist that i've made for the past since i heard it for the first time i mean i was late to the game on this song for sure like obviously i didn't know it at the time this is something i discovered later in life and i'm like damn that's my favorite prince song well, and Sign of the Times was a huge record. It, it, it's, it's typical of, you know, record labels back then wanted to get as many singles as they could. But, but fourth singles were tough, unless it was a huge blockbuster album. If you got to the fourth single, you know, sometimes the fourth single should have been the first single, which is to my point, I think if this song was the first or second single, it would have been a lot bigger. It was a great song. I think it got buried at the tail end of an album cycle. Right. But uh Verse two begins at a minute twenty eight seconds, so we're we're not that far into the song, and we've we've heard a lot. We've got the hooks, we've got the chorus, and verse two is. me so bad when she told me with tears in her eyes he was all she ever had and now she wanted to die he left her with a baby and another one on the way yeah and she couldn't stop crying because she knew he was gone to stay and uh on the tears and with tears in her eyes the second line there's that like female echo with tears in her eyes just such a hook i'm calling it a female yeah the response prince but (laughs) The, the response there, and I just, I love little things like that. Yeah, and speaking of little things, Chris, in the second verse, 
there are some little noodly guitar parts happening that weren't there in the first verse. And, mm-hmm. uh, and now on the verse, unlike the first verse, there are some harmonies on Prince's vocals in the second half of this verse. Uh, the first verse was no harmonies. And, uh, you know, something I was thinking about here that this is what I don't understand about this song lyrically. It sounds like whoever this woman's man was, you know, left her with tears in her eyes, uh, left her with a baby and another one on the way, and she couldn't stop crying because she knew he was gone to stay. Why does Prince think that he could never take the place of her man? He sounds terrible. (laughs) That's what I don't get about the lyrics here. Yeah, and and, and again, I think it's that ambiguity that, that, uh, not to negate your point but it just doesn't matter but i agree with you i I don't know why he would say that why couldn't he take the place of this deadbeat yeah i mean maybe it's just like you know i'm prince right i don't got time for (laughs) i don't got time for this shit i'm prince so you know one night i'm not gonna be your baby daddy i'm not taking care of all these kids this dude fathered i'm out of here which you know it's a funny perspective for a song if you're trying to relate to the average show, you know? But at the same time, maybe you can't, maybe we can all relate to that. Maybe there's someone and you could be interested in them, but they have too much baggage and you're like, hey, I, I can't deal with that, you know? Yeah, well, and I'll tell you, it, uh, that's why I love breaking down songs. I never analyze these lyrics. I listen to this song, I don't know how many times. I love the track, but this is one of those songs that. You know, the, the lyric really never grabbed me, except maybe the hook, you know, never take the place of your man. Yep. That That's like the one thing I took away from this. It was just, it was the rest of the song, mm-hmm. you know, and not to take away from Prince's lyrics or lyrics in general. I love lyrics. And when they hit me, they hit me. But I, I think he could have been reading the phone book here. I just love the song. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. And I think there's something to what we started talking about at the top, Chris, this being such a basic three, it's all three chords minus the end of the chorus. That's this descending uh, chord progression that leads back into the reintro, yeah. which is just the same chord progression, the same, you know, what is it, CGF or whatever it is. And I think there's something about this. That's almost as crazy as this sounds, a little bit punk rock. Like this is like this could very easily be as the Goo Goo Dolls song kind of is a straightforward pop punk song in a way. You know? Yeah, this is this is a rock song disguised as a as a dance track. As far as I'm concerned, I I, I totally agree with you there. Um, the, the pre-chorus number two, these are different lyrics than pre-chorus one. And I, and this almost kind of runs into the, you know, the second half of the verse, you could kind of call it, but I'm calling it the pre-chorus because mm-hmm. the melody does change here. The lyrics are different the second time. It's... She asked me if we could be friends, and I said, oh, honey, baby, that's a dead end. You know, and I know that we wouldn't be satisfied. Yeah. And there's all high harmonies here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refrain from saying female harmonies, right. but there's super high harmonies that weren't there on the first pre-chorus that I'm saying was was Prince. It was these lower, lower register uh, harmonies. Yeah. And this melodically, this pre-chorus is so catchy and fun because it kind of has like a pedaling feel to it because it has this Mm -hmm. like she asked me if we could be friends and i said oh honey baby that's a dead end you know and i know like it's so 
fun. It's like it's like a steamroller of a melody, if that makes sense. It is. It's I I, I you know dare I say it's it's a rap, but it, yeah. it, it's kind of got like a it's kind of got like a rap delivery to right. it. You know, it's got it's got flow. Um, and that's something that 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 Prince was uh, made a career out of, just his delivery and how he could sell something. Again, this is isn't one of my favorite Prince lyrics, but man, it just it. I I always say this. I believe it. I believe I believe what he's saying here, even though it's uh, it's hard to believe that he uh, can't take the can't replace this guy that she's with. But uh, <laughs> well, um, you know, Chris, the, this lyric here. Now that I read this and we're talking about it. Now, maybe I understand a little bit. I think we get a little bit of a clue here because he says, you know, and I know that we wouldn't be satisfied, meaning maybe it doesn't matter if this guy's shitty. He knows that she's still in love with him because she's crying. She's upset. And he knows that he's not going to be satisfied because he all he feels like he's always going to be the second place to this guy. Maybe that's what's good. That makes it make a little bit more sense to me. Yeah. And uh, you know what? We always have uh, our, our lovely followers and listeners. Again. I'm sure we'll let us know in the Facebook group <laughs> yeah. that uh, we're on the mark or off the mark. Right. Please let us know. We, li- we like the constructive or non-constructive <laughs> criticism. We'll take we'll take it all. At the two minutes, seven second mark, we're in chorus number two. And I said, baby, don't waste your time. I know what's on your mind. Wouldn't be satisfied with a one night stand. I can never take the place of your man. And from the 79 version on the on the second line. And I said, baby, stop wasting your time. But now it's don't waste in this version. And the fourth line here uh, wouldn't be satisfied. The original version demo from 79 says, I won't be satisfied. Mm-hmm. So just little things. You, it makes you wonder why why he changed it. It's saying the same thing, but maybe he felt it uh, it sang a little bit better. And there's some cool, some uh, other cool things here. What, what do you got, Chris? So in the second chorus, we're hearing a lot more of, you referenced this earlier, Chris, but those extraneous vocal parts, those little like, you know, Prince and Michael Jackson were the the masters of it. The the little oohs and mms and like yeah. just adding this character. That's what it is, man. So much character in Prince's delivery, and there's a lot more of that in this second chorus. Yeah, I, I feel like artists like Prince, Michael Jackson, uh, all the greats. I, I've always kind of looked at it kind of like a, an artist a, a, in a painting. And there's a lot of great artists, and they paint this wonderful picture. And then the next guy comes along and paints the same picture, but it's the added little oohs and ahs that we're talking about, those little mm-hmm. touches that just it elevates it years beyond the other guy's painting. And that's what I feel here. Those things you're talking about, there is uh, on the line, wouldn't be satisfied. Uh, there's, there's a... a vocal that says be satisfied it's what i wrote was the female response here but again could be print singing that and then after with a one night stand there's these three ooh ooh oohs that come in there that just it just it makes the song magic it's those little little nuances and flourishes that really make it yep there was no copy and pasting here this was the and also these little things that we're talking about here these extraneous i like to call them things they are like subconscious almost. You don't know 
like that you're hearing this and that you're you're singing along to it. You if you listen to the song a bunch of times, you know where those things are coming. Like here it comes, you're singing along to it, but you don't even think about it. But it helps build the song. This song continuously builds as it goes on. Absolutely. And and in chorus number two here, you know, it's interesting because there's only two choruses in this song it, and the chorus never doubles i know which is amazing you know there this is such a great hook you thought you think it would come back um the keyboard hook from the top is in this chorus it's there it's pretty present but after he says i can never take the place of your man at the end of the chorus the hook from the top the reintro comes back in yep. now the keyboard synth guitar parts layered whatever it is that hook is pretty high up in the mix and uh there's some vocals floating around after this. It sounds like uh, Prince uh, alone at the end here is just saying, of your man. There's no harmonies on that. And then uh, from there, there's like this, that I'm calling it the female vocal float with like a yeah, yeah, the place of your man, which Prince sings that line alone. And then there's some more, there's four oohs, yep. ooh, 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 that comes in right before the guitar solo. That's the last vocal you hear in the song. <laughs> Uh, the guitar solo comes in, as I said earlier, from two minutes and 43 seconds on out with this big, slow fade. No bridge. No departure. No bridge. No departure. No bridge. We are in this world, this upbeat, feel-good world with a sad lyric. It's kind of it's kind of sad lyrics, I think. Like, th- this woman's sad. She's had a rough time, and Prince isn't the answer, <laughs> you know? Yet... It's uh, we're staying there. We're staying there in that world. And Chris, something I wanted to bring up to you is, did you watch the music video for this? I did. A, yeah. a completely different version of the song. Yes. doing that a lot in the 80s for MTV said you know what this is great for radio but in order to bring the video here it has to be a little different they would do that to set it apart uh, there, there was a number of reasons but yeah I did I did notice that but um, you know to to your point you know there's there's uh it, it kind of is sad but 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 sad in the fact that Prince he he knows some minute details here. If you look back to verse one, he, he knew it was ten thirty-five on a lonely Friday night. How did he know the exact time? Right. So this woman We didn't have cell phones then. Right. <laughs> I mean, we gotta assume that Prince had some feelings, or why are you gonna that's a good point, man. Why would he remember the exact time? Ten thirty-five? That's very specific, Prince. You could have said ten thirty <laughs> or you know, just night. It was it was Friday night or whatever, but that's very specific. So we can only assume that this woman did mean something to Prince. Yeah. And he's from Minnesota, so I'm assuming it was uh, central time. That's what we got to assume here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And dark and cold. Uh, dark and friggin' cold, man. Minneapolis is is brutal. Oh yeah. The other thing I want to the other thing I want to mention here, Chris, I want to read, you know, 
the version's shorter, the 79 version. It's uh, about 30 seconds shorter. It's three minutes and 13 seconds. But the guitar solo is super short in that version. It never really shreds. There's some shredding going oh, yeah. on around the three minute and six second mark here, <laughs> where it's just it's just it's just ripping. The the seventy nine version is just kind of like kind of laser. It's a little guitar solo, but then it goes into these th- this whole other set of lyrics that just don't work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's why I think the seventy nine version never saw the the, the proper release uh, uh, light of day. But I tried, yeah, But uh, the lyric is, but I'll try, yeah. Oh, love, I'll sure as hell try. Honey, I'll try, yeah. I'll try, baby. Take the place of your man, yeah. Place of your man, yeah. Sure as hell try, yeah. Place of your, place of your, place of your, place of your, place of your man, yeah. Wow. So in 1979, Prince was saying that, like, I'm going to try. Because in this version, it doesn't sound like he's even going to try. It sounds like, nope, this isn't happening. That's, yeah. and And I think that he wanted to leave I'll use the word uh, he wanted to be a little more ambiguous I think that maybe that's why this was chopped not to mention this just wasn't great I think that ending on the guitar solo even though it never comes back to the chorus hook I think this was the right way to go I, I, I'm I'm pro 87 version all the way yeah I am too and Chris I gotta uh, talk about this guitar solo for a second it's funny because it starts out like oh this is just gonna be some basic you know, not difficult guitar solo. And then, you know, a few bars into it, he is shredding. He is ripping. And, you know, for what starts out so simple, it turns into like, uh, I don't know, a moment for Prince to shine on the guitar. Yeah, he uh, definitely, to me, I know a lot of people respect him and love him as a guitar player, but he never got the credit. He was, he had his, he had his hands in so many different pots, his, his vocal melodies, the way he dressed his show, how outlandish and crazy he was as a performer dealing with the record label. He was just, he was about as punk as it gets in a, in a major label world with with his attitude and and, and everything. And I think that overshadows, he could rip with the best of them, man. His guitar playing was, was absolutely fantastic yeah as was evident at his super bowl performance which no one will ever beat that super bowl performance that was absolutely incredible it was it was awesome awesome and uh chris i've heard you describe songs on the show as this before but i would have to say that i can never take the place of your man is in its truest form or definition or whatever you want to call it a pop gem it is a pop gem and and for everyone listening uh please let us know give us some feedback of uh an artist that's that's no longer with us here on planet earth if you could uh let us know what artist and what song you'd like us to break down and uh, we'll consider it for a future after party hell yeah man
I hope you all enjoyed that episode of The After Party. Maybe you have a new favorite Prince song now. Don't forget to, at the very least, check out ChrisDemakes.com and consider signing up for our supporting cast. You can always try it for a month and cancel if you don't like it. I'm pretty sure you will like it, though. There are also options to subscribe for a whole year and save a little by committing to a year's subscription. And there's even an option to gift a subscription to a friend once again, as I said before, your support allows us to continue making Chris to Makes a Podcast, which we hope is your favorite podcast. Have a great day, everybody. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I feel like the shot was... Yeah! Yeah! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics... Um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot and listen to Axe Grind Podcast.